Valerie Jane Parker on the fishbowl. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to swim in the bowl with me. (laughs) I mean, happy to. It sounds like an exciting Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I hope the temperature is just right. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little rainy here in uh, Pittsburgh, but uh, a a nice change from uh, the terrible cold weather we've been having. Uh, this past winter um although i shouldn't say uh we're gonna see too much of this for very long because unfortunately uh pits the way pittsburgh weather works is it's uh nice for like a month and then it goes straight into uh unbearable heat humid unbearable heat boy you make it sound so dreamy (laughs) (laughs) uh y'all get a lot of rain in pittsburgh right yeah, uh, it, it's it's gearing up to be uh, April, and uh, you know what they say about April? April showers bring May flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the pollen and all the bugs that come with it. <laughs> right, right. But April is also happens to be my birthday month. Oh, happy birthday. What day? April 18th. Oh, and does that make you a tourist? I, actually, I fall under uh, Aries. Ah, Congratulations, you're not full. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. My first question for you is, what got you interested in film? Oh, man. Um, well, I grew up in a theater family, and I've always loved acting. I've always been drawn to tell other people's stories. I find that there's just so much of humanity when I'm telling somebody else's story, when I'm getting to be another character and walk around in their shoes. But what drew me to film specifically Um, is the fact that everything is so much more subtle uh, than it is on stage. I grew up doing a lot of Shakespeare and big productions like that. And I liked that film was an opposite challenge. You're all about trying to make it small and real. And I find that in real life, the small things that people do, the tiny ways that they move that they're not even aware of, um, are just so beautiful and so much more interesting to me. And that's why I wanted to do film. Plus, there's a power in film. The stories get to be retold over and over again. You can watch it any time. And I like that. I like that it's a little bit more accessible. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I actually went to school here in uh, Pittsburgh for screenwriting. And uh, I I have a few uh, scripts published on Amazon. And uh, I've had uh, a few, few, uh, well, actually, uh, a bunch of... uh, you know, quarter finalists and semi finalists, a few finalist stuff going on. Um, but uh, I, I'm actually be, before uh, I should say the end of the world happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal was to kind of venture out to the the L.A. area and see if uh, see if I have what it takes, sort of deal. Well, it sounds like you do. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. My next question for you is what was it like working on the Nashville TV series? Oh, it was fun. It was fun. It's rare. We don't film, we film next to nothing in Nashville. It's not a big production hub anymore. So the fact that I got to work um, in the city where I was raised is super fun to begin with. And then the whole set is just buzzing. TV sets have such great energy about them um, because you work with the same people day in and day out. And when you go into a TV set, you know, you're getting initiated into a family. 
Um, and so I was just, I was lucky to be there. It was a great place to cut my teeth and uh, really learn how things operate in the world of film. Awesome. Awesome. Now, um, I, I know that you mentioned you were, you were from Nashville, mm-hmm. um, big music area. Um, just a little bit. <laughs> little bit. Yeah. Um, music city. <laughs> I was actually wondering, um, what are like what what type of music do you usually like to listen to, and who are some of your favorite bands? I listen to everything. Now, here's a secret: if you are from Nashville, you probably don't listen to country music. Everybody thinks we listen to country here, and that's a fallacy. That's not really true. Um, the tourists come in because they love the country music. Everybody else listens to a wide variety of things. Um, I am a big Bob Dylan fan. Um, in terms of modern music, man, I like everything from Chance the Rapper to Maggie Rogers. Like, I am all over the map. Um, hip-hop, Americana, jazz. I love classic jazz. You name it, I, I listen to it. Awesome, awesome. Um, I actually also interview uh, musicians on my mm-hmm. show. And um, I, I'm very, like, I, I'm probably just as much into film as I am into music. Although I will say I probably know uh, more people's names with film and movies than I do with music. But um, I, I, I listen to probably a, a new band um, every, every you know, couple weeks or something. Yeah. And, um I, I'm I'm really really into uh, what well, I guess the genre is called uh, shoegaze, um, like like dream pop. Like it's it's a it's a I guess it's a subgenre of psychedelic rock. Um, but I'm I'm very very into that stuff. Um, I'm a huge huge uh, '80s '80s '90s uh, hip hop fan. Um, I've, I've, I've seen, uh, actually be the, the summer before, um, COVID happened. I, I fulfilled one of my, uh, bucket list items by getting to see the legendary, uh, DMX. Yes. Oh my gosh. Was that amazing? I thought that was a great show. Great show. Um, it, it was, the whole place was packed. Um, it was, it was so packed that. Uh, I had my phone out uh, recording him performing and there was a, a couple um, that was like right next to me and um, I, I'm actually pretty tall. I'm like I'm like six five um, and this, this couple was really short and it was so packed that they couldn't actually see the concert and I was like recording the thing on my phone and I, I took it down. They said, no, can you leave that up? That's the only way we're seeing the concert. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, I was kind of bummed because um, I, I actually don't know if it's still going to happen, but I had tickets to go see uh, Rage Against the Machine. Yes. Um, and it got, can- well, it got, I guess you'd say it got postponed till right. everything kind of goes back to normal. As far as I know, I think my ticket is like 
still valid for whenever it, it does happen. But um, that band is like, you know, one, one of my top probably 10 favorite bands um, from the 90s of like all time. Are you a Smashing Pumpkins fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen them live a couple times. I love one of the best shows I ever saw was uh, them was Pumpkins Live in Atlanta, and Billy did the first half of the show by himself, and then they brought in the band, and it was just it was spectacular. It was so beautiful. That's awesome. I, I've seen, well, not not the original lineup, obviously, but right, um, <laughs> I, I, I've seen uh, Alice in Chains. Oh. Um, and that was pretty cool because. Um, they came to um, a really small venue um, that I kind of, I, I never kind of expected to see like a, a band of their stature at that mm-hmm. venue. It, the, the venue is more for like, uh, like symphony type performances, you know, stuff like that, plays and stuff. And it was like a really small show. And I was also kind of didn't know what to expect because you know, uh, Staley, you know, has been gone for like almost 20 years now. Um, and you kind of think like, are they going to do the new stuff or, you know, the old stuff? And I was kind of surprised because, uh, they played, um, pretty much the majority of like the Staley stuff. And I was even more surprised because the singer, their new singer, it, it was kind of like eerie a little bit because um, even live, like the dude's vocals, like sounds like almost exactly like like Staley. Um, and it was it was it was a great show. Um, I also am very kind of happy at this point to say I did see them uh, Soundgarden. Oh, cool! Yeah, that that was that was a really great show. Um, I was, I'm a huge, uh, Chris Cornell fan, yeah, um, yeah. audio slave, you know, classic stuff. It's the best. Well, I guess that's, uh, we can transition a little bit here. My next question for you is, uh, what was it like working on a uh, green leaf? <laughs> oh, green leaf was so much fun. I loved it. I'm laughing because I am the bad guy on Dreamly. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, it was great. You get to get all your mean out. Uh, no, Greenleaf was such a wonderful set, though. Um, that one really was like family. Like everybody there is tight and very close. And I was really honored that they let me in and honored by the friends that I made there. Um, and then I loved playing my character because she was a psychopath. So Judy was a delightful, a delightful thing to play. Um, all in all, it was a great experience. I would do that again in a heartbeat. Awesome. So uh, would, would you like to see yourself playing the antagonist more often than the, than the, the protagonist or the, the, the heroine? Well, I'm a bit of a jerk in the new wrong turn, too. So it's nice to, I like that Lily is good and kind in, uh, in the voices. Um, I always say I like to do the opposite of whatever I just did last. So I think it's fun to bounce back and forth between being the protagonist and the antagonist. The protagonist doesn't get to normally do as many fun things as the antagonist does. Um, although I will say with the case of the voices, the film coming out, I did get to do a lot of really fun things. Normally the 
protagonist just sits there and lets life happen to them. And that was not exactly the case for that role. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, um, and, and, in in your own um, film taste, mm-hmm. um, who are some of your favorite actors to play antagonists? Oh, to play antagonists. Oh, that's a good question. No one's asked me that before. Um, I like Michael Caine in everything. He can do no wrong. Protagonist, antagonist, it doesn't matter. Um, shockingly, Anne Hathaway has only gotten to a couple times in her career, and she does a great job with it. She's such a well-rounded, talented actor. Um, who, who else do I love as an antagonist? Who do we love to hate? I don't know. I'm gonna to have to ponder that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I have I have a, a list of mine. Oh yeah, um, who are they? Uh, because um, the the genre that I, I love to write in is is horror, um, and the the way I kind of like like to you know model my inspirations for uh, bad guys is a lot of like the 80s and 90s kind of like villains like um you know but like uh like i i love the highlander series um i i i just loved how like each film you got like a badass you know bad guy you know for uh christopher lambert you know to to go up against and um uh speaking of highlander um clancy brown um, is is who's ironically also Mr. Krabs from uh, SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think I think anytime he plays a villain, um, it's it's spot on. Um, I, I thought he was excellent as the Kurgan in the first Highlander. Um, I thought he was even better um, as uh, the reanimated uh, sheriff from Pet Cemetery Two. Um, and he's, he's just excellent at any time he's a bad guy. And then I think, I think my number one though, uh, or my, I guess it's probably split between Gary Oldman and oh, Kevin yeah. Bacon. Oh, those are, that's a, that's a wide split, my friend. Um, yeah, good choices though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gary Oldman, I, I don't think he's played a bad guy, like an excellent bad guy, in a long time. Um, I, I think the last movie I saw him, like, really be a, a great bad guy was probably The Book of Eli. Um, and I've been, I've been waiting for him to kind of kind of get back into that, that mode. Um, but Kevin Bacon just seems to almost get typecast as as the villain and it's it's all right with me i i think i think he's uh that's what he's born to play <laughs> i think kevin bacon is an underrated actor overall like i i like kevin bacon in just about everything yeah i i definitely agree um i mean tremors is is one of my my oh, all-time favorite gosh. movies tremors yes <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all of them. It, it's it's one of my my guilty pleasure franchises uh-huh. that, uh, that that I love to watch. Um, oh, they're so fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Burt Gummer is one of the most amazing characters um, ever brought to the screen. 
And uh, I think my two favorite are probably the first two, but they're they're definitely a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, and Reba in them. I mean. Oh on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think like one of the best scenes in in the first one is is when uh the the worm like crashes through their basement and the the rest of the town thinks they're basically screwed, you know, because mm-hmm. they hear and then it just cuts to like. You know this this wall of like arsenal, you know firepower, like in their basement, and the fact they just blow the thing to to hell, yeah. you know. And then then no, I love so great. right. <laughs> I, I love in the second one um, when they have like the second uh, graboid situation where they they morph into uh, the Shriekers, um, and uh, Fred Ward has to call Bert, and Bert's like in his basement and. Like that, he has like all those, uh, you know, the the mounted, you know, trophy heads, and there's like the trophy head of the uh, the graboid that he killed from his basement, like hanging on his wall. I thought that's great. Mm-hmm. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I, I did want to talk about um, your two uh, most recent films. Um, Wrong Turn and The Voices. Were you a fan um, of the original Wrong Turns? Um, I was, although I had only seen the first two. Um, so I hadn't seen the entire series. But I, have you have you watched the, the reboot, the new Wrong Turn? I haven't had a chance to watch it just, just yet. Because um, Mike flips it on its head. It's not the same. It's not the same Wrong Turn. But I think you'll be really pleasantly surprised um this was a it's a smart twist on it like it's a, it's a smart script it's really well done i i saw the trailer for it and i'm really excited um it's 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 it looks really really good i i i, I remember hearing that he did basically just you know reboot the franchise with like a yeah. new a new story and that that actually really intrigued me kind of even more um, because I, I haven't seen um, every single installment in, in the original uh, franchise, but um, they it, they definitely started to get a little like a little campier and campier, um, you know, as as those those franchises tend to go with like each installment. Um, oh, totally. But um, the fact that he, because it's it's kind of like supposed to be more like folklore right yeah um i mean in this one there aren't the slobbering hillbillies and that sort of thing like it's um a little bit more balanced like you wonder who is actually terrorizing who um there are mountain people but then there are also these entitled kids coming in from the outside but they're not exactly entitled i don't know it's it's an interesting twist you were able to see both sides so then you're kind of wondering who the real villain is i i have to ask you the the guys who did the effects for uh the film it, it's tolan effects right mm-hmm. um those those guys are actually uh pittsburgh uh locals oh cool i i believe was uh one of the guys um was his name Kyle by any chance? That I don't remember. It's okay. Yeah. I actually did um, an interview with uh, the owner of the effects shop um, here in Pittsburgh, and 
Um, I'm, I'm friends with them on Facebook, and um, I, I saw that he was posting uh, pics from uh, the shoot, and that kind of got me even, like, a little more intrigued, you know, to, to watch it now, because, um, you know, lo lo a local effects, uh, you know, team working on the film, you know, mm -hmm. kind of support, support, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, but the stuff he was, he was... Uh, posting look really awesome um, and uh, def definitely got me intrigued um, can, can you uh, kind of talk a little bit more about what, what was it like to work with the cast and uh, the director sure now Sam I do have to let you know I have to go in about five minutes I have another phone call I've got to hop on okay hop okay on. just uh, to make sure that I'm getting in because we've got to get to talking about the voices sure too. sure <laughs> Oh, I'm like, otherwise PR is going to be mad at me. But no, it was, it was a delight working with him. Like I said, Mike was really a visionary director, and he was really fun to work with. He's very flexible on set. He has, like, a childlike energy, and he's open to new ideas the entire time. So it's like, oh, let's try this big thing. Uh, I wasn't married to anything. And that kind of spontaneity and flexibility is fun to be around, and it made it a fun set. It was a great time. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, be, before uh, you go ahead with the voices, um, I'm just going to shoot out my last two closer questions just so they're out there, and uh, we can kind of uh, segue into them. Um, and that those last two questions, be, before we get to the voices, or after we get to the voices, um, what are some of your favorite films, and do you have any other upcoming projects to promote? Um, but let's let's get to the voices first. Yes, <laughs> sounds good. Awesome. So, tell us about the voices. Um, the voices is a horror film coming out on video demand and in select theaters this Friday. Uh, I play the character of Lily, and basically, Lily is pregnant and. Uh, before her child's first heartbeat, she has to choose the soul of her baby. She had an accident happen in her early childhood, which caused her to lose her parents, to lose her sight, and have a connection with the other world. So these basically dead children, these dead spirits, are coming back wanting me to pick them as their baby. But I don't realize, because I'm blind, always that they're not actually there, that other people can't see them because I'm having conversations with them, I'm, I'm talking to them. And then to complicate matters further, if I don't choose the baby's spirit by its first heartbeat, then the other side will choose for me, and that is not a good thing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so um, what, what are some of your favorite films, and do you have any other upcoming projects to promote? Um... Some of my favorite films, I love Baz Luhrmann's work, so I was a big fan of Moulin Rouge, Strictly Ballroom back in the day. I love Midnight in Paris, love a good comedy, love a good horror film. The Invitation is a favorite of mine. Um, so, uh, gosh, there's so many movies that I love. <laughs> hard, to, hard to narrow that down. Um, and in terms of upcoming projects, I, this is what I'm promoting right now. I've got um, some possible stuff on deck, but I don't want to jinx it. Uh, but because of COVID this last year, I've been at home. I haven't been filming. So I'm just now getting back to set, um, which is, it's a blessing to be able to do that. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, um, I, I believe I did uh, send you a friend request on Facebook. Um, so if you, if you see uh, a, a person named Sam Fish with um, the uh, the shit demon from uh, Dogma as as my uh, face, face pro, Facebook profile pic, don't don't be weirded out. That's me. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> time to talk to me, Sam. Absolutely. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Um, again, I hope the temperature was just right. It was perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I love to have you on again anytime. Please, yeah, reach out. Let's do it. And this next time, I'll be able to, we'll take more time. We can go so, in depth. Sounds great. Thank awesome. you so much, Valerie. Thank you.